turning. Hi, Stephanie. What a wonderful way to look back there and see you. All right, I am on, right? Yeah. All right. We're starting a series on the fruits of the Spirit. Um, you guys probably have heard a series on this before. Many of you probably have been in a Bible study on this fruits of the Spirit before because this is a very popular and a very practical chunk of scripture because it really gives us this like how to live out our faith and probably, you guys probably have some people in your life who have lived this fruit of the spirit and you see it in their lives and these are the people you admire these are the people that you want to be like them because they're so full of this fruit of the spirit I mean you probably even would call them like brave souls and then you probably got people in your life who don't live this fruit of the Spirit, very frustratingly so. Even some who may have been Christians for like 50 years and they're still stuck and they're still, because they just don't put this in. And then there is you. You who have been trying to live by the Spirit of the Spirit and find yourself falling short frustratingly so, which is probably why you're not too excited to go through yet another series on this. But the series is going to explain the why of that. So first of all, in your lifelines, there's going to be a post-it post -it notes for you guys. I think, I hope you're going to have some wow thoughts you might want to jot down and stick on your mirror to help you change some of these blocks. Why are these fruits of the spirit have not really taken great fruit yet or something that's just going to make you ponder I really hope this becomes practical which is why I want to take these thoughts home with you so let's start first with the list of the fruits of the spirit as Matt was going through this morning they're found in Galatians 5 22 through 23 and the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness and self-control how many of you guys know the song that helps you memorize that? Gay, Abby, Nicole. I, it's in my head, but I, I'm not as brave as Matt. I will not sing. <laughs> Even though Matt sometimes shouldn't sing, he is braver than me. <laughs> so, so this is... <laughs> not that one. <laughs> so this is a good list to try to achieve in your life. But the big thing I learned, you guys, just two years ago, is how every one of those fruits of the Spirit require vulnerability to live them out. And we don't like vulnerability. So for example, today we're going to be starting on love, because love is the first one on the list. So I'm going to begin with this oft-quoted and famous quote from C.S. Lewis. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung out and possibly broken. So are you getting to be where we're going this month? So let's talk first about vulnerability. You don't like it. I mean, really, nobody likes it. We try most of our energy in our lives to stay out of vulnerability. Um, we have that slide with all the words on it. These are some of the words that are associated with vulner vulnerability. Oh, 
exposed, smashed heart, choose caution, faith, uncomfortable, risk, fear, choosing safety, fear to believe again, heartbreak, fear of failure, and not in control. Are there any words you can think of that you would add to this horrible yet wonderful word of vul vulnerability? Caps fan. What? Caps fan. Caps fan. <laughs> <laughs> so let me segue on that one. <laughs> Caps fans are in a very vulnerable moment right now as they're up 2-1 <laughs> with a history of losing <laughs> and they, do they risk do they expose their hearts again to hoping they might be a championship in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> or do you shut down vulnerability and watch the Caps games with you <laughs> like this? This is, this is vulnerability. None of these words are desired in our life. But I want to change your thoughts a little bit about vulnerability because Without vulnerability, you can't have bravery. Who here is a Dr. Brene Brown fan? Love, okay, lover, lover. She is a researcher, Stephanie, yeah. She's a researcher who has studied shame and vulnerability. Great topics. Um, but what I love about her research, and it's research, is that through this research, I have seen the principles of the Bible put into practice with research to back it up. Like this is true biblical living stuff. So this is the big Brene, Brene Brown quote on vulnerability. Slide, Catherine. Okay, vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. It is the source of hope, empathy, accountability, and authenticity. It's the birthplace of this. Do you want those words in your life? All of those wonderful, life-giving words? She's found in research, this begins in vulnerability. All of those words up there sound so strong and so brave. And this is the deal. Vulnerability is based on strength because we are putting ourselves out there. Because deep down, we believe we are worthy enough to risk, to try, to expose ourselves, to have faith. Because something good is going to happen to us because deep down, we're worthy. And with your identity in Christ, that is where that root comes from. We often think of vulnerability as a weakness. But really, the weakness is the lack of vulnerability that's the lack of strength because you're, you are using fear so that you won't get wounded. Vulnerability becomes a measure of courage because we believe we are worthy enough to put ourselves out there. Her, another off-quoted quote from Brene Brown is, vulnerability is not weakness, but it's our greatest measure of courage. So right now, I want to give you another quote from Max Lucado. Most everybody's read at least one of his books. He's written 50,000. Um, so on that, thinking about how vulnerability is really our measure of strength, consider this. Oversized and rude, 
Fear is unwilling to share the heart with happiness. Happiness complies and leaves. Do you ever see the two together? Can one be happy and afraid at the same time? Clear thinking and afraid? Confident and afraid? Merciful and afraid? No. Fear is the big bully in the high school hallway. Brash, loud, and unproductive. For all the noise fear makes and the room it takes, fear does little good. Fear never wrote a symphony or poem, negotiated a peace treaty, or cured a disease. Fear never pulled a family out of poverty or a country out of bigotry. Fear never saved a marriage or a business. Courage did that. Faith did that. Wow, right? You see the vulnerability in all of that. But where the great stories are written is when people who are going to do that take the risk because there's deep down our identities in Christ. You may think fear of one of these crises will keep you out of this pain, but think about it, you guys. Fear does not protect you from what, life, what happens in life. You may think if you're hypervigilant with your children or if you're hypervigilant with your finances, you're going to prevent something happening bad happening to you. But it doesn't. 2008 happens. School shootings happen, no matter what you do. So, fear does not give you control over your life. Your bravery comes when you decide to face your vulnerability. So, let's go back to our C.S. Lewis quote and talk about love. <laughs> because, you guys ready? This is where we're going to go all month. <laughs> so, to love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung out and possibly broken. There's vulnerability in love. Love hurts and love disappoints. And yet this is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Love also, as you guys know, brings you your greatest joy. The, your, your moments when your heart swells with that deep down joy, it's come from some source of love. If you guys know the story of, how, of the children John and I raised, I could tell you our hearts have been broken. My heart has been broken. Yet they've never given me so much joy. You know, when you, when you can't have children and your grandson is running towards you calling you Oma, there's no greater joy. But I had to have pain to get that story. You know, but it, it goes together. Vulnerability is that birthplace of love, belonging, and joy in all of our stories. We're going to talk about joy next week and the vulnerability of joy because that's really the most vulnerable emotion there is. But that's next week. But we're afraid to love sometimes or often. Depends on how much fear is running our lives. Or we love with those high protective fences around our heart. So I have another quote for you guys from Donald Miller, another author. It's actually Pastor Matt's, one of his favorite authors. Um, it's no wonder we all try to control each other. Sometimes relationships feel like we're trying to emotionally cuddle with each other at the same time we're tearing each other down. But love doesn't control, and I suppose that's why it's the ultimate risk. In the end, 
we have to hope the person we're giving our heart to won't break it and be willing to forgive them when they do even as they will forgive us real love stories don't have dictators they have participants love is an ever-changing complicated choose-your-own-adventure narrative that offers the world but guarantees nothing Let's think about that for a moment people we we even do this with God we put those high walls protecting our heart from even getting close to God probably because something really disappointed us in our life and rightly or wrongly you put the God blame on it and that heartbreak is real and so we decide to love God you know sure it's enough to keep you out of hell sure it is but it's just enough when really you guys there's so much more to love there's so much more to a life of faith and a life in God and a life with a story that is unfolding and facing vulnerability but you got you to take those risks you got to trust God for those bigger things um, you got to be praying for those bigger things it is all is all in there but fear and control get in the way of love though fear is often, often wrongly described as love think about situations when you love somebody but there's that fear speaking in you but we gonna protect our children hypervigilantly because we love them so much it's just it's trying to control it, it's the justification of fear that is used to try to control your world to try to control the outcome according to 1 John 4.18 the opposite of love is not hate it's actually fear now that is a whole other really good sermon I don't have time to give today because there's a whole lot in that but you will notice in each one of these fruits of the spirit over the next month here how each one of them is going to be you trying to control your faith to keep it in this nice safe pretty faith box when these fruits of the spirits are going to call you out to live that more of your faith friends my church family here you are worthy to be loved and you are worthy to love others and you're worthy and you're needed to love the world and you will survive the heartbreak because God has hardwired us for pain this is in our very nature we can survive the heartbreak it was just before the Passover festival and Jesus knew the hour was coming for him to leave to be crucified on the cross that, that whole thing and John recorded this observation about Jesus in John 13 1 he said having loved his own who were in the world he loved them to the end because we are loved to the end you are loved to the end now go love one another one another be brave the world needs the heartbreak you risk and this is this is the fruit of your life let's pray